Welcome to the Montana Real Estate Podcast, where we will pull back the curtain and answer all of your Montana real estate questions. Buying and selling real estate in Montana can be challenging, and local knowledge is the key. We will explore the different areas of the state and educate you on issues that play a role in Montana real estate transactions. This podcast is hosted by Will Friedner, a broker with Glacier Sotheby's International Realty in Whitefish, Montana. Now, here's Will with today's episode. Hello, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to episode 10 of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Will Friedner. And today, we're going to talk about the best strategies to use right now if you are a buyer in this seller's market. It is definitely a seller's market right now all over the place. What makes it a seller's market is there are fewer homes on the market and a lot more buyers out there. So we're seeing a lot of situations where there's multiple offers on a house. So today we're going to go over some of the things you can do to make sure you get the house and don't lose out. The first thing you should do is make sure you have a skilled agent. Some of the newer agents are not educated in strategies and have not dealt with any kind of situations where there are more than one offer. And it's no fault of their own. It's just the way the state works and what they require you to learn in order to get your license. They do not talk about strategies at all. They talk about the different laws and basically how to get your license. If you want to listen to more about that, go back and listen to episode three where I talk about finding a good agent. So you want to make sure the agent has done their homework on the prices because sometimes what people will do as a listing agent, they'll list the house lower than what the value is in order to start a bidding war. It's a good strategy. You can price if a house is worth say $230,000 and you start out at 225, well obviously you're going to get a bunch of offers and the point for the seller is to get the most money they can out of a house. So if you start out low, you sometimes will get 5, 6, 7 offers and you'll end up getting way more than the 230 that it's worth. So basically ask your agent if they've ever dealt with homes that have had multiple offers and make sure they have a good strategy for you going in. The other thing you want to do is get pre-approved. So go meet with a lender and make sure that you're pre-approved for a certain price or whatever price you're looking for. If you can get a conventional loan, that's great because a conventional loan, you have to put 20% down and it looks better for a seller with your offer having 20% down than it does for somebody that has an RD loan or an FHA loan. Mainly because once you get to the point of doing an appraisal, A conventional appraisal is not as strict as a government loan, an RD loan or FHA, because you are putting the money down. The other thing you want to do is get your final approval letter. The first letter that they give you doesn't really mean anything. You know, it just says, oh, you're qualified, but (laughs) they can cancel it at any time. It just means they have not done the research yet on you. So you also want to talk to your lender about any buying restrictions there may be on whatever type of loan you're using. Some loans won't allow you to buy a condo or a townhouse. You just need to talk to your lender and and make sure you have the right type of loan before you make an offer. A big thing you want to do is be fast with your time on the contract. So I'll go over contracts in a different episode, but basically when when you make an offer, there's a line at the end of the contract that gives the seller a certain time to respond to your offer. So even if you look at the house at eight o'clock at night and this is the house you want, remember there's probably going to be more offers on it. So make the offer that night 
make sure your agent will write it up for you, get it signed, and get it into the other agent that night. And don't give the seller too long to respond because, again, you're you're going up against other offers or maybe other offers haven't come in yet. So if they get yours and you tell them that you want them to respond by 10 o'clock the next morning, that just puts you ahead of the game. And somebody else may not even put in an offer until noon or so. So you want to be the first person in and you want them to make a decision right away. This is not the time to bid low. This is where your agent and yourself need to know the market. In this situation, there's really no time to haggle. If your agent knows the market, he's going to know the value of that house and he's probably going to know that there's going to be multiple offers. And if you offer low, if you come in trying to save two grand, five grand, whatever it is, oftentimes when there's multiple offers, you're going to lose. They're going to go with the other offer. They don't want to haggle. You need to ask yourself, how are you going to feel tomorrow if you lose this house over $2,000? I know people don't like to hear this, but it's okay to offer over the list price. The list price is just that. It's a, pr- it's a price they put out there. It doesn't mean anything. Basically, a house is worth what someone's willing to give you for it. Don't get too caught up in, oh my God, I I have offered more than the list price because it may be worth more than that. Like I said earlier, they may have priced it low in order to get numerous offers to try and get the price up there. The other thing you need to remember if you're worried about going over the list price, unless you're doing a cash deal, they're going to do an appraisal. An appraiser is going to come in. And if, if you're too high or a, say you offered 280 on a house that was listed for 275 well, if the appraiser comes in and says, you know, this house is really only worth 270 let's say, at that point, the, the seller's either going to have to come down to the 270 or you can back out of the deal and get your earnest money back and everything's good because on your contract, you're going to have a financing contingency and the bank's not going to loan you the money if you go over the price. They're going to only loan what the house is worth. You could still buy it for the 280 let's say, but you're going to have to come up with the difference between the appraisal and the price you've offered. So another thing to keep in mind, try not to ask for many contingencies or repairs on your offer. Put yourself in the seller's shoes at this point. If there's multiple offers, they're going to put your offer side by side with all the others, and they're going to look at how many things can go wrong. So if you've got a bunch of contingencies, remember you're up against other people. Only check the boxes on the form that you really feel you need to be protected, whether it's financing, the insurance, the inspection. The inspection is obviously very important, but when you get to the inspection phase, if there's been multiple offers, they're going to know that and they're going to know that if they want, they can put the house back on the market and and get offers. Uh, Another contingency is the title contingency that is going to protect you for any kind of easements or covenants or anything like that. One of the tricks or one of the strategies your agent can use as well is called an escalation cause. And not many agents have done these and not many know how to do this. Basically what this means is you'll say, I'm offering 270 and I will go $2,000 above any other offer or $1,000 above or however you want to write it. I will go above any other offer up to 285, let's say. Again, this is all things you can come up with. You can decide how high you want to go. But then basically, if they get an offer for 275, yours will automatically go to 277. 
The only downfall of these is there can be some trust issues with the other agent. The other agent doesn't have to show you the other offers, so what you're up against is they may go all the way up to the 280 or the final number you asked for and tell you that they got another offer or they could have their mom write another offer or whatever to get it up there. So be careful with that. Hopefully the other agent will be honest and they'll go above the offer the way you wrote it in your contract with the escalation clause. Another big thing that I've seen working in in this seller's market is you can write a letter to the owner. And just remember, if you write a good story, if you talk about your family, how much you love the house, how much you love the neighborhood, how you have kids on the way, or you already have kids, whatever, a good story will work. I've seen where a seller has taken an offer $10,000 lower than the highest offer because someone wrote a letter and they really connected with those people and they liked what they had to say. It would be good to have a letter up front or start working on a letter now so if you get into this situation, it never hurts to have a good letter. Make it a good story and try and connect with the homeowner and you'll be surprised at how often this works. More things to think about if you're worried about putting in a quote high offer is just don't get too picky on the cosmetic things like paint or the countertops. Remember your home is going to, unless something very strange happens, your home is only going to appreciate in value. So over the years you can fix these things. You can paint the house, you can change out the countertops, you can put in new cabinets, whatever it is. If it's coming down to a couple thousand dollars, if you think about a couple thousand dollars over a 30-year loan, do the math on it. It comes out to nothing. Keep all these things in mind, and I hope if you get into a situation where there's multiple offers, if you use these strategies, it should help you out tons, and good luck with your offer. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes another episode of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will join us next week for our next episode. If you have any questions or would like to know more about this episode, please feel free to contact me at montanarealestatepodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at montanarealestatepodcast.com. Or if you want to call, you can call me at 406-249-1735. We'll see you all next week.